As a way of honoring the gospel, please rise if you are able. Today's gospel lesson comes to us from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 20 through 31. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The word of the Lord. We who are trying to follow Jesus hear these scriptures and realize how difficult it is when Jesus says, but I say to love your enemies. Oh, Jesus. You know, this is what sets Christianity apart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's good Jewish theology. That's good orthopraxy. But Jesus adds to that and says, But I say, love your enemies. Easier said than done. But we may need to hear that, people who are trying to follow Jesus, more than ever this week. In two days, our country will elect the next president. And depending on which news media outlet you get your information from, chances are good that you are being fed and I am being fed this message that we're supposed to hate our enemies. 
or hate the people of the other party or hate the other candidate. And Jesus says to we who are trying to follow Jesus, love your enemies. You don't have to vote for them, but love them. Love them. I sense that we are stressed. I've heard that for the first time in the election cycles of our nation, doctors, American Medical Association, psychological associations are all giving recommendations on how to de-stress, how to lower blood pressure. Even on the major media news outlets, there has been a feature story about Republicans and Democrats intentionally practicing meditation with one another. Did any of you see that? And, and, and the people interviewing this other uh, newscaster was saying, this sounds crazy. Republicans and Democrats actually praying together, and I thought to myself, can we do that every Sunday? We who are Republicans and Democrats and independents, we meditate together every Sunday. In fact, our congregation even has Cubs fans and Indian fans meditating together. And, and, and being civil to one another, even after Game 7. That was one of the most magnificent Game 7s I think I've ever seen. And I'm a Yankees fan. Our season was over a long time ago. But I want to tie in something that I've heard from Cubs fans, perhaps Indians fans as well, but I've heard it from Cubs fans on the news, and I've heard it from friends of mine who are rejoicing at Cubs victory, that ties into our All Saints Day celebration. I have heard many Cubs fans longing to share this victory with their moms or their dads or their grandfathers or their grandmothers who are no longer alive and who wish their loved one could be here to see this. And they've said it on the news and on interviews and in person with a, a sense of longing, a sense of sadness, a sense of missing their loved one. And it's so beautiful and so real and so tender and it shows just how much a part of our hearts our loved ones are and continue to be. In some ways, that's what we recognize as people who are followers of Christ on this All Saints Day service. We get in touch with those we miss. We get in touch with those who showed us who we are. We miss those who may have gone on to their eternal reward, but who continue to live in us, who continue to inform us, who continue to guide us. We miss those people who loved us into being. And we wish they were here. We get in touch with our sadness that they are not at our graduations anymore. They're not at our weddings anymore. They're not at the birth of children or grandchildren or at baptisms. They're poignantly missed at Thanksgiving tables and Christmas preparations. 
and we miss them. But today, followers of Christ, we can take comfort that they are still with us. They are in God's good hands, and they worship God continuously, and especially on Sunday mornings when we followers of Jesus come together to worship, to be reminded that we are a small part of God's great plan. We are a small part of God's great hope. We are a small part of God's magnificent cosmos. And our loved ones, our saints, are still with us, cheering us on, encouraging us to keep on being faithful. Keep trying to follow Jesus. Keep trying to love God, love neighbor, and even love our enemies. These great cloud of witnesses, the scriptures refer to them, the cloud of the saints who have gone before us are still with us. And it takes great courage for us to touch that grief, to touch that pain. But we can touch that because we know our pain does not have the last word. For we worship a God who is always bringing new life out of death, new hope out of despair, new love out of loss. I close with this Reflection from Annie Lamott, a great writer, great Christian. She writes in various settings, Life is a precious, unfathomably beautiful gift, and it is filled with heartbreaking sweetness and beauty, floods and babies and acne and Mozart all swirl together. Let you. All of the incongruous things of our lives are all part of God's gift. Annie Lamott writes, You will lose someone you can't live without. And your heart will be badly broken. And the bad news is that you never completely get over the loss of your beloved. But this is also good news. They live forever in your broken heart that doesn't seal back up. And you come through. It's like having a broken leg that never heals perfectly, that still hurts when the weather gets cold, but you learn to dance with the limp. In some ways, that's what we do as Christian community. We care for one another with our brokenness of hearts. We care for one another with the limps that each of us have. And we encourage one another to learn how to dance even with the limp.
In the next few moments, we will read names of loved ones whom we've lost, whom we've entrusted to God. A bell shall be tolled. Those who know these persons are invited to come and light a candle here on the altar. I invite us to be prayerful. For in this ritual we are touching our broken hearts. And at the same time we are giving thanks for these departed loved ones where they continue to be a part of us. May God bless us in this holy ground on which we walk. God is in our midst. The love that is too deep for words. May God bless us all. Amen.